Welcome to the Living Waters Church Sunday Sermon. The abundance of that word which will produce in us an abundant life of goodness and wonder and unbelievable things. With Pastor Jay Petty. Some 60, some 100, some 30, they'll begin to produce life in them and fruit in them and they will begin to live the abundant life of the kingdom. The kingdom of heaven is full of abundance and wealth and riches. Join us here each week for the Living Waters Church Sunday Sermon Podcast. But with God, it's never the demand, it's the supply. God will always bring the supply. Whatever he's asking, he will supply it. Whatever he wants, he will supply it. Whatever he wants to produce, he will supply it. You don't have to. Now, let's join Pastor Jay Petty for this week's Sunday sermon. A couple of weeks ago, I was talking about the kingdom of God and, I mean, the kingdom of heaven, and I would like to continue to kill that life. Uh, to continue uh, this message about the kingdom. You see, two Two parts of the kingdom, the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of God. When Jesus came, he came preaching or heralding the kingdom of heaven. In other words, today we might call him the harbinger, the, the messenger of that which was coming. He came as an invasion force in the, into the earth. He came to establish, to begin to establish what was coming. All of Israel was waiting for him. They had been waiting for the Messiah to come, to, to reign in the earth, and to take full control over all the earth, and to put every nation in, into, uh, under him. And that's why the Jews believed at that time that he was coming to re, uh, take away the, the power of the world and establish his rule in the earth. That's why he was called the Messiah. That's why he is the Messiah. The problem is there are so many things that we don't understand, or they didn't understand who he was, or what the Messiah meant, or how the Messiah was going to walk this thing out. Jesus came as the Messiah, or the Anointed One, to reach people with the kingdom of heaven. And that was his proclamation. It started with John. John proclaimed the coming of the, of the Lamb of God. He started preaching the kingdom of heaven was to come. And Jesus carried that message on. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. In other words, it was at the advent that God was getting ready to come into the earth and establish the kingdom of God. But that kingdom had not yet been established, and that's what Jesus was doing. So when he was proclaiming the kingdom, he was demonstrating the power of the kingdom and what the kingdom of heaven was capable of doing because through him he was not only preaching and heralding, but he was also healing and delivering. Every place he went, he healed every disease. He healed every sickness with every person he touched for every life that he touched. Now, and I think it's very significant that every time it speaks to him coming and proclaiming the kingdom of heaven, one of the beautiful things that were happening at the same time, everyone that came to him, he was delivering them from the things that were holding them. It wasn't just sickness and disease. It was leprosy. It was 
uh, social disease. It was mental disease. It was those who were outcasts that he came for. And he declared the kingdom and power, that which was coming. He was the advent of that. And then, so this morning I would like to talk about pictures of the kingdom of heaven. We call them parables. But Jesus came to give us pictures of what the kingdom of heaven looked like and what it was. And uh, I'm going to start in Matthew 13, 37. And it says, And he answered and said to them, He who sows the good seed is the son of man. I want you to remember this verse. The field is the world. And the good seeds are the sons of the kingdom. <laughs> Say, I'm a son of the kingdom. Say it with some, I am the son of the kingdom. So you can say, I'm a daughter too. <laughs> uh, uh, of the kingdom. But the terrors are the sons of the wicked one. And the enemy who sold them is the devil. And the harvest is the end of the age. And the reapers are the angels of God. So we got some pretty cool stuff going on here about the kingdom. Jesus was declaring some things about how this all is going to work. Now one of the pictures of the kingdom was the sower. And anyone who's a farmer or been around a farm or ever planted a garden understands what sowing means. It means to take seeds and put them in the earth. See? In the sense that, that what Jesus is demonstrating here, the sower went out to sow, and he's in his bag and he's throwing seeds. He's throwing seeds into the field. See, and, and the thing with throwing, se- throwing seeds into the field, they go everywhere. Have you ever planted grass? And you got that grass thing, and you do this, and it's throwing seed all over the place. <laughs> and hoping that you're going to get some really good grass out of it, right? Well, that's what he's speaking to. He's, he's saying that the sower went out to sow. Some fell by the roadside. Some fell in a stony area. Some fell in uh, uh, thorns and thristles. And, and some fell in good soil. And it's a mystery. If you don't understand it, it's a mystery. Right? It's hidden from you, in in, in other words. When you don't understand, it's hidden from your ability to perceive it or to understand it. And Jesus went around preaching this way. He was preaching pictures of the kingdom. He said, this is what the kingdom is like. This This is what the kingdom of heaven is. This is a picture of it. And so his disciples come to him and say, hey, Lord, what what are you talking about here? We don't get it. We don't understand it. Have you ever read the Bible and not understood what you read? Oh, man, I'm telling you, I've read it. What in the world does that mean? It's supposed to mean something, but what does it mean? I've been there, right? Sometimes we're still there, right? Because it's hidden from us. 
just in the way it's written sometimes, it, it makes it hard to understand what is really being said. And without some type of per, uh, perception of understanding, we don't get it. And so, uh, he is saying, and here's what he says in Matthew thirteen ten. And his disciples came to him and said to him, Why do you speak in parables? Why do you speak in a, in a way that no one understands what you're saying? Wow. Nothing's more confusing than trying to understand someone when they're speaking in such a way that you can't understand what they're saying, right? Mostly little kids when they're speaking and you can't understand a word. What would you say? What would you say? <laughs> they understand what they're saying, but we don't, right? And so the mysteries of the kingdom, and this is what he's saying. Uh, he answered and said to them, because it has been given to you to, to, un, to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. So Jesus was saying to his disciples, it's for you to know and not for them. So you will be able to understand this picture that I'm speaking of this kingdom that is coming. And it's amazing that the point in which he was speaking, he was declaring the kingdom and he was doing the work of the kingdom. But the problem was nobody understood what the kingdom was. Their ideal of the kingdom was someone coming down with a rod of iron and ruling over the earth. But that wasn't what was going to happen. But that's what they believed. And so he says, but to them... Uh, it, has, it has not been given. Whoever has, I love this word, to him more shall be given. And he will have an abundance. But whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him. It's beginning to give you a division in the kingdom of heaven versus the kingdom of this world. Those who have the kingdom of heaven are going to, have, are going to be given more in abundance and in blessing. But you know, sometimes we don't even understand the fullness of what that means. We hear scriptures, but we don't understand what the fullness of what that means. And yet, Jesus is saying, when you understand it, when you understand the message of the kingdom. It's something that is given to you is going to cause an abundance in your life. And so he goes on. He's going on with this message. So, and so it said, the sower, and then the 13, 19, anyone who hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the wicked one comes and snatches it away. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever heard, talked to someone about Jesus or been in a church service where someone's preaching the gospel message and people hear it? And you think, wow, they hear it. But as soon as they walk out the door, they go back to the way they were. That's because the seed that was thrown at them 
is the seed that's on the roadside. And the bird, or the evil one, comes and he snatches that word out of their heart immediately. They don't want to hear it. They just don't want to hear it. They don't want to believe it. They don't want to they want nothing to do with it, whatever it may be. But what they don't realize is that the enemy is robbing from them the seeds of life. The one that's on the rocky place is when the word or the seed goes into the earth but there's no depth to the soil. We've all seen that, right? You've seen weeds that come up in the summertime and man, it's hot and then pretty soon you begin to see them wilt and they begin to die. That's what happens to somebody, some people. They receive it with joy. They really do. Man, yeah, I got I've seen so many people come, yeah, I got the, yeah, praise God, yeah, 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 yeah. And the moment things begin to take place, the persecution, or in, in this case, when the sun begins to beat down on them and persecution and tribulation, because they have no root, they just begin to shrivel and die in their relationship with God. Wow. We've all seen people like that. And then there's, then there's those who the seed falls into the weeds. And they begin to grow. You'd think they'd grow the best. That's speaking to our desires. The things that pull us away from God. The lust for other things and the deceitfulness of riches choke out the word and there is no growth we forget all those things that God told us if we put him first he would take care of us we forget all those things that that speak to what God says he will do if we will just allow his word to take hold of our hearts and to grow in us the abundance of that word which will produce in us an abundant life of goodness and wonder and unbelievable things. He even said it. it, it more will be given. There will be more of an abundance in all of this. But other things creep in. Pull us away. Get our eyes off the thing we should be looking at. Our hearts grow cold. We step away. Then there is those who, when the, when the seed is planted, is planted in a good heart. Let me read it to you this way. But he who receives uh, receive seed in good ground is he who hears and understands. understands. So, when you begin to look at the picture of heaven, the kingdom of heaven, it's those who understand the message. 
They received the message. And they allowed the message to root in them and to produce fruit in them. The word itself has enough power in good soil or in a good heart to produce beautiful abundance in the life of anyone who believes. That's what he's saying. Some 60, some 100, some 30, it will begin to produce life in them and fruit in them, and they will begin to live the abundant life of the kingdom. The kingdom of heaven is full of abundance and wealth and riches. But you know the problem is we don't see that when we don't understand that. And so it becomes hidden from us. We need to be like the disciples that say, okay, Lord, explain it to me. <laughs> Lord, help me to understand it. Lord, I don't understand what's going on here. I know that it's this, the word is true, but Lord, I don't understand the truth of it. And allow it to change our lives and to transform our lives. Thirteen twenty four says, and another parable is put forth to them, saying, "The kingdom of heaven is like a man who sold good seed and good soil." And then the enemy came that night and sold tares. Now, tares are like like grain, false grain. That's what it means, false grain. In other words, like trying to deceive which is good seed and which is bad seed. So they go out one day and they see the fake seed, the fake growth of the fake wheat growing with the good wheat. Amen, that's the world. And he's saying it, that's the world. Jesus is planting good seeds and good soil. And along with that good soil, the enemy is planting false grain. And that false grain is growing with the good grain. And you can't tear it out. Because if you try to tear it out, you destroy the good, the good stuff. In other words, you're, the world in which we live. Remember, the world is where the seeds are sown. God is sowing seed, and the enemy is sowing seed. You can see it around you. You can look and see it in life. Those people who are walking in those seeds bear those fruits. And those who are walking in the, in the seeds of God are bearing the fruit of God. That's the picture. Those who have received that good fruit. Man, it's beautiful. They're growing. They're going to grow in the things of God. They're going to grow in the grace of God. They're going to grow in the power of God. They're going to grow in the abundance of God. God is going to produce in them an overwhelming product. Of the kingdom of heaven. That's the picture that God has given us. The abundance that God is revealing to the disciples. Of that which is coming. The invasion force. That is coming into the earth to establish the kingdom of God. Verse 
Matthew 13, 31. And another parable he put forth saying, the kingdom of heaven, I love this one, it's like mustard seed. I often want to think that that seed, that little mustard seed was Jesus. Planted that becomes the biggest garden vegetable in the garden. So big it's like a tree. Think about what I'm saying. These seeds that God releases into our hearts is like a little mustard seed. And it's supposed to produce in us greatness. The greatness of God in our life. The transforming effect of that greatness in our life. I go back to the other piece of scripture. The abundance of God in us. Now I know the enemy. He he likes to try to deceive us and make us believe that we're living in poverty and all this other nonsense. And I'm not talking about wealth, worldly wealth. I'm talking about spiritual wealth. A richness of God in us. A powerful blessing of God in us that pours out of us. So that the seeds of God pour out of us wherever we go. And, and, and they, have, they, they, they go into the hearts of people. It's still him. It's still Jesus planting the seeds, sowing. But now he's sowing them through us. And still yet, there are people who will hear our words. And they'll be like the ones by the roadside. But there will be others that will receive that seed and it will become abundance in them. There is nothing in this world that is impossible with God to them that believe. Key, believe. When you begin to believe that God wants you to live in the abundance of the kingdom, and you begin to see those things that have been hidden from you, and you begin to understand those things hidden from you, and they begin to be perceived by you and understood by you, and you begin to grow in those things, your life begins to bloom and blossom and change. It's not religion, my friends. Religion will always be a demand upon your life. It'll demand you do this, demand you to do that. But with God, it's never the demand, it's the supply. God will always bring the supply. Whatever he's asking, he will supply it. Whatever he wants, he will supply it. Whatever he wants to produce, he will supply it. You don't have to. You just need to believe it. When you begin to believe it and walk in it, the abundance begins to pour out in you. And the wealth of the kingdom, which God's intention was for the kingdom of God. Was that man, see, the kingdom didn't come until Jesus was raised from the dead. Now Jesus talked about, he says, 
if, if the finger of God casts out demons and the kingdom of God has come upon you, all he's saying there is that the kingdom of God has the power to drive them out. And when it touches you, it drives it out. When it touches you, it heals you. When it touches you, it changes you. What the kingdom of God does, it does amazing things. But that mustard seed is really important. Understand the little things. You know, I love meditation. Many times I lay in bed at night before I got to preach a message, and I just, it keeps me awake, and I hate that part, because I can't go to sleep when I'm thinking about it. But I begin to think about it. And that's where my perceiving the hidden things begins to be revealed in the process of my meditation on the word. It's not like the world. You know, in the world we can think about things and they have a logical fit if you understand them, right? Some things we don't understand. But there are things we do understand. Let me put it a little simple. Little, little. If you learn, if you understand how to sow, you can sow. Right? It, that's just the way it is. If you're a mechanic, if you learn how to be a mechanic, you can learn how to be a mechanic. And mechanics have a logic. And if you learn that logic, you can be a good mechanic. You can almost do anything. No matter what comes your way, you, you can find a way to fix what's broken. The kingdom of God doesn't quite work like that. It works under the understanding of what the word of God is saying. And our ability to believe it. See, there's nothing out of reach. I love the word to understand. It means to put together. To put, as it were, the perception with the things perceived. Wow. Let me read it again. To put, as it were, the perception of the things perceived. I perceive it. See, I put all that perception together and begin to understand what God is saying. What's been hidden from me. Some of it, I'm telling you, my friends, it can be as simple as the will of God for your life that you begin to perceive what God has for you and what God wants of you. And you begin to understand that. And when you understand what God's will is for your life, those are seeds that change your life, that move your life and direct your life exactly where God wants you to go. Our problem is we see everything from a worldly sense. Well, this happened, well, I guess this means this. Not necessarily. 
Understand that God may be moving you from where you are to where he's sending you. Don't take bad things as bad. Look at bad things as maybe being good. And that God's got something better. Understand what he's doing in your life. Understand what he's doing in your life right now. Understand that. Take those seeds and let them grow in you. And produce. Always run. I'm just a long mouth, aren't I? I like this. The kingdom of heaven uh, is like leaven that a woman took and hid in three measures of meal till it w- until it was all unleavened. So the kingdom, that's how the kingdom of God, it's like a little seed. Like a little seed. It's, it, it, it's planted in you like new birth. It's a little, little leaven. And the whole intent of it is that it would sooner or later take over your whole being. It, take, it would consume you and you would become exactly like the thing that has been put in you. The seed that has been planted in your life. Don't hold back. Don't hold back. Let the supply of God fill up the lack in your life. When you don't get it, let the, let the supply of God fill up what you have need of. Let the leaven leaven fully in you. Let the work of God work fully in you. That's the picture of the kingdom. Man, I, I mean, you see this picture. Jesus is telling this picture of that which is coming. That, that's, this is what's going to happen. And believe me, it did and it's still doing it. And the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it and hid, for the joy of, over it, goes and sells all that he has to buy the field. You go, what does that mean? It means the moment you really realize or understand who Jesus is in you, it becomes the greatest wealth and treasure in your life. You begin to realize that no matter what, He has you. And no matter what, He will lead you. And no matter what, He will do the work in you and through you. No matter what. That's a treasure that is worth more than anything in this earth. It's funny. We, instead of searching for the things that God has for us, we search for the things the world wants to give us. Let me ask you a question. How many of you really have joy? Real joy. Long-lasting joy. Joy that doesn't turn away. Joy that doesn't sour. How many of you have peace? Real peace. Peace like a river. Peace that flows in your life and through your life all the time. None of those things the world can give you. 
True joy comes from the kingdom of God in you. And it's a joy, a joy that can't be snuffed out. Just as inner peace is something cannot be snuffed out because of what's going on around you. Because when you allow the seeds of joy or the seeds of peace to produce the abundance of that very thing in you because you're looking for the supply of that from God in your heart. That's a picture of what was coming or what was supposed to be coming to the church. The kingdom of heaven, he said, is at hand. It's not here yet, but I'm telling you what it's going to look like. I'm giving you pictures to what it's going to be like. He said, he said the, another picture of that would be this, this guy looking for pearls, and he found this great pearl. He went and sold everything he had to get that one pearl. That one pearl, that one thing that meant everything. The greatest wealth, the greatest treasure, the greatest of anything is knowing Christ. Not just having him in your heart, but knowing Christ. Knowing who Jesus is. Walking with Jesus, hearing Jesus, and he walks with me, and he talks with me along life's narrow way. See, who does? He makes the birds hush. In other words, he quiets the world around you so that the only thing you hear is the sound of his voice. Or the depth that he releases into you. I don't want to go. I want to stay. I don't want to go. I want to be here with you. I just want to fill your presence, Lord. I just want to hear your voice, God. I just want you. That's the pearl. That was what was promised. That was coming. The scribe that took out all his writings, good and old, that's the kingdom of God. When you open up the wealth of the word, the wealth of the word, most of us don't even pull it off the shelf to read it. But in the midst of that word are so many wonderful treasures to be understood and so many wonderful seeds to be planted in the heart. When you take it off and you say, Lord, I, need, I, I, I pray, Lord, that you would help me to understand. Lord, supply me with an understanding of the things that I read. 
Take those things which are hidden and Lord, reveal them to me. Help me to perceive and understand them, Lord. Help those seeds to be planted in the depth of my heart so that, Lord, that they provide an abundance and the richness of God in me. The kingdom of heaven was a picture of things to come, but Jesus proclaimed them. He was actually demonstrating them and the things that he was doing. When it said that he preached the kingdom, then it says that he healed every disease and every sickness. You don't see that picture as a part of the proclamation of the kingdom. But it was a demonstration of the kingdom's power that was to come into the life of those who walked in the kingdom. Think about what I'm saying to you this morning. We should be having an abundance, an abundance of the kingdom in us. Thank you for joining us today here at the Living Waters Church in Globe, Arizona. We hope you enjoyed the message by Pastor Jay Petty. May you have a great week and may everything you do be blessed by God.